Let's enter into the worship of the Lord this morning with thanksgiving and anticipation and excitement. Amen. Open the word of God to the book of Philippians, Philippians chapter 2. Wonderful words here that many commentators believe was actually a song that Paul stuck in the middle of this epistle. We have no evidence of that in our Bibles, so you never hardly hear things like that from me. But uh, the words are precious, and many of you know these words. Philippians chapter 2, I want to start at verse 5 to set our context. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Amen and amen. amen. This is the word of the Lord. Verses 5 through 8 describe the humiliation of Jesus Christ coming into this world in the form of a man and humbling himself to the death of the cross. And today we want to talk about the cross and the effect that it had in this universe, in heaven in the earth, and things under the earth. And we want to celebrate it when we get to the Lord's Supper at the end of this second service that we'll have today. But that last word of verse 8 is the cross, because it's the death of the cross that was the initiating event that changed things in this universe. And we have two wherefores. Wherefores draw a conclusion from what has been said. Wherefore, in verse 9, is explaining what God did for Jesus because of what Jesus did for him and for us. So we have in verse 9, Wherefore, because of what he did in humbling himself, he was glorified far above all principalities, powers, angels, mights, thrown and dominion in this universe. He humbled himself. It calls it he descended. In Ephesians 4, then he ascended far above all heavens. Beautiful statements in the word of God. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him. And the Apostle Paul wrote this in around 50 AD. And God had already highly exalted him, the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. And given him a name which is above every name. Now we know it's the name of Jesus, but it's all that's included in the name of this Jesus. Many in Israel were named Jesus. Because all it is, is the English form of the Greek form of Joshua. 
That, that's why we have in Acts chapter 7 and Hebrews chapter 4 the word Jesus, but it doesn't, it's not referring to Jesus of Nazareth. It's referring to Joshua, the successor of Moses. That was a common name. But notice, before we can get out of this, these three verses here, 9 through 11, Jesus is identified as Christ, and Jesus is identified as Lord. Amen. And the name he was given in Hebrews chapter 1 that made him greater than the angels is Son of God. Because unto which of the angels did he ever say, Thou art my Son, this day have I begotten thee? God never said that to an angel, but he said it to Jesus of Nazareth. And so in Jesus is embodied all that we believe about him. When it says that we have the testimony of Jesus, that means that we believe and declare all the things that are true about him. That at the name of Jesus, the Son of God, the Christ and Messiah of Israel, and the Lord of the universe... Every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Right. Remember Jesus saying, Father, glorify thyself, glorify thy name. Well, they mutually glorified each other because God was glorified in Christ and Christ did everything to glorify his Father. And we are participants in that as we are the sons of God now alongside the Lord Jesus Christ. And we end up with another wherefore in verse 12. So there's another conclusion being drawn. The conclusion in verse 9 is God's exaltation of Jesus for what he did. The conclusion in verse 12 is how we ought to live since we know this Jesus of Nazareth. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, because he'd been away from Philippi of Macedonia for some time, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. We want to live in such a way that we can work out our eternal life and lay hold of eternal life and lay up and store a good foundation against the time to come because of this glorious being that has been exalted over the universe and before whom we will bow and will confess that he is Lord. But before we are pressed into that sober duty, let us do it ourselves today. Right. Let us do it ourselves tomorrow if the Lord gives us both of those days. Let's work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. The Lord Jesus Christ is so great that to approach to him and to understand him should result in fear and trembling. Not paranoia and terror where we run away like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, but where we humble ourselves and obey him like he obeyed his father. Let us pray. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Amen. We thank thee, blessed God, creator of the ends of the earth, the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, for sending your Son into this world and his willing obedience to come. We thank thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that the Lord Jesus Christ humbled himself was found in fashion as a man and humbled himself even to the death of a cruel Roman cross. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, for the gift of thy Son and the gift of eternal life because of him. And we rejoice 
that as a result, you've highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Heavenly Father, we are in the year 2018, in the year of our Lord. That is our Lord Jesus Christ. We are in his house on the Lord's day. That is the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, we want to exalt him in this place by our thoughts and our words and our worship. Bless us by the mighty power of the Holy Spirit of Pentecost to be lifted up and have our spirits stirred up as he stirred up the spirits of Zerubbabel and Joshua and the people that were in Israel to build the house of the Lord. And Heavenly Father, the house has been built, the foundation laid, and there is no other foundation than Christ Jesus. Let us build upon it today gold, silver, and precious stones. Save us from any wood, hay, or stubble that will be burned up in the day to come. Heavenly Father, we pray that you will bless us in everything that is done in this house, that all hearts will be united together, and with one voice and one mind we shall glorify thee in heaven. We thank thee that every knee shall bow to him who is our King, our Redeemer, and our Brother. We thank thee that every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. But Heavenly Father, do not let us leave this place without greater conviction that we ought to live as if he were our Lord. Help us to do that every day, to live the Lordship of Jesus Christ in every part of our lives. We pray, as we have already this day among the men, that you would bless with a great portion of your spirit, your churches scattered throughout the world, and your scattered sheep, that you would be with each church, each servant, each saint, and each scattered one of your little remnant, and that you would build them up in the most holy faith today by the means they have at their disposal, and by the power of the Holy Ghost and your preserved words. We are thankful to be in your house. We look forward to these opportunities now before us. We are going to lift up our voices and praise him who laid down his life for us and is now seated at thy right hand, all angels and principalities and powers being made subject unto him. We thank thee for the stronger man who has delivered us out of the palace of the strong man, spoiling his goods and translating us into the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now be with us. We want a feast of fat things today. We want a feast of wine on the lees. We want a feast of refined wine. Bless us, Heavenly Father, to have that which no money can buy. Take our hearts and our minds away from that sustenance that doesn't satisfy that the world offers us every day. And bless us now in Jesus' glorious name, in whose name alone we pray, amen. Amen. Let's lift up his glorious name.